Today's show is brought to you by Process Freak. Process Freak is a new software program that's available for agencies um, that will help you as an agency owner take your business to the next level. And what do I mean by that? Well, we're all wanting to run our businesses in such a way where we have good, consistent, clean processes across the board from everything for how to market to a potential auto insurance customer to how to run an appointment to how we need to open the office each morning. We, we have processes for everything. And if you're anything like how I've been, I have processes that are all over the place in different Word documents and uh, different PDFs. They're kind of scattered all over the place. What Process Freak does, it's a software program that's intuitive that comes out of the box with over 200 processes that are specific to your company um, with using your company's uh, uh, processes. And so it's a great product that you can uh, help ensure that you'll have consistency across the board with all of your team members um, doing things exactly the way that you want them to be done. Essentially, what Process Freak does is it helps you um, you know, let go of some of the day-to-day -day tasks within your agency so you can take that step into being that CEO, being that person that is running the business, that's kind of keeping your eye on the on the big picture of things. And so um, I highly encourage you to check out our friends at Process Freak. You can do so by going to processfreak.com and freak is spelled with two E's, F-R-E-E-K. So processfreak.com. You can sign up there. Um, there's a 15-day free trial where you can check it out and see if it's right for you. They have an awesome team, and I, I think you'll really enjoy uh, working with them. And so if you want to take your agency to the next level and you want to kind of become that CEO, become that entrepreneur, become that agency owner that you want to be, um, I highly encourage you to check out our friends at Process Freak. Again, it's processfreak.com, and Freak is spelled F-R-E-E-K. Um, check them out. That You can sign up directly on the website. They have a, a great uh, two-week trial. Um, check it out, and yeah. Tell them that the Daily Win podcast sent you. Welcome back to the Daily Win, a Today App podcast. My name is Shay Antunes. I'm very excited to bring you part two of our conversation uh, with Alexandria, Minnesota agent, Amy Christofferson. Um, part one of our conversation uh, came out about three weeks ago. And so we're a little late getting part two out and I apologize for that, but I'm excited to, to bring it to you all uh, nevertheless. So um, this is part two of our conversation with Amy Christofferson. Um, Amy is awesome. She brings a lot of great information and a lot of great techniques and really just like, I don't know, I, I felt motivated after um, having a conversation with her. Um, so she's going to go into more depth of how uh, she develops her team culture. And I think you all will enjoy the conversation. So with that, I'm going to sign off here and uh, send it over to our interview, uh, part two of our interview with Amy Christofferson. Your team plays an important role in the recruitment process. Uh, so if you could walk me through, we've made the hire, everyone's given the thumbs up. How do we then get that new hire up to speed to be like a full-fledged Amy Christofferson agency team member? That's tough. It, it takes time. 
The first thing that I do do is on their very first day, I will usually sit them down and I have a leadership document that talks about, hey, here's what I expect from myself as a leader, right? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have your back, right? If you fail, it's going to be okay. I'm always going to have your back. I'll keep that things between us, things that you share, I'll keep things between us. And it just goes through and says, here's what you can expect from me as a leader. And then it also goes through and says, here's what I expect from you, right? And I'm just going to right off the bat say no drama, right? We don't do that, right? And I'm going to go through and say how important teamwork is, right? And how important it is that it's okay to fail. So I just right off the bat set the stage for all of that. And I typically don't refer back to that. Like I, that's just right in the beginning because all the other things that we're doing and we're talking about are referencing that, but I just hit it right on that very first day. So they are very clear on what's, what's expected. But that, that's important. I've got their Gallup strength finder. So I know their strengths at that point. And then, you know, from there, I honestly would say Shay is I just try to do as much grace and kindness as I can because they're new and it takes them a while. You know, one of my team members, it's about a year and a half to two years before they're really good at that point. And you just have to have a lot of grace and kindness during that time period. If you really do feel like they have the potential and they'll appreciate that. Otherwise our day-to-day structure plan, we probably need a better process on that. And that's on my list because it's a whirlwind. (laughs) Hey, you're trying to grow. It would be um, impossible to have the expectation that you're a finished product right now. So one question that I had, do you go over those expectations, what the team member can expect from you, what you expect from the team member on their first day or first few days? Did you do this from the very beginning? Like when you opened your agency or is that something that you learned early on? I did it since the very beginning. Wow. Mm-hmm. The reason I got it was right before I was an agent and I was mm-hmm. sponging up stuff, mm-hmm. I had gotten it from a district leader and okay. they had presented it to their agents. Here's mm-hmm. what you can expect to me as a sales leader. Here's what I expect to you as an agent. And I tweaked it Yeah. to put it in that role. And so I've done it since the very beginning. And I also do a welcome letter. So on their very first day, I have a typed out welcome letter that just talks about you're part of an elite team. We're going to make a difference. You know, I'm going to support you. It's a nice welcome letter. And so I always have that on their first day. I always try to have a little gift for them on their first day sitting on their desk. I mean, just something simple like chocolates or something little because as much as possible, we want to love on that new team member. Right. We want to love on them right in the beginning. And now we want them to feel wins. We want them to feel like they're successful. We want them to get momentum and feel like they're making a difference early on that process. That's a great natural transition to, to my next question. You're talking about wanting that new team member to experience wins from the beginning. And so that, that winning mindset almost is a layer of accountability almost like we know that that culture that drive to win and so how do you hold both your current team and your new hires how do you hold them accountable for the culture that you've established i think the only thing that i can say is that me as a leader Mm -hmm. i have to display that yep right because 
the leader sets the tone for every single office. Mm -hmm. And that is just hands down, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm present, if I'm here, if I'm mm -hmm. working, right? If I'm doing all those things, they're going to see that. That is the greatest thing. You can't tell people to do it. You have to show them. Like yeah. you have to be the influence. So that's probably the biggest thing that I do to hold them accountable on that and then just support them and, you know, find out as much as I can about them and their families. So Amy, you mentioned the need for team members to win from the jump when they start working with you. And, and something that you've mentioned to me in the past that's very important is making sure that your team members have those clearly defined roles. So could you elaborate on that a little bit more, like how, how you um, establish those roles and, and how you kind of reinforce those roles within the team? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a huge fan of finding and identifying the vital activities that you do every day that's going to generate probably 80% of the results that you need to do, okay? And so as we went through with the team, we identified what are their top three vital activities, right? What are the three things that if they do these every day, they're going to win the day? And on the sales side and on the customer service side, and within that, there's a whirlwind of all these other things that you have to do every single day. And so then we take that whirlwind and we're like, who's going to do what, right? Who's going to check faxes? Who's going to check, you know, customer emails, right? Everything that we have to do is going to watch for new claims. And I think the thing that we worked really hard at is to have clearly defined roles. So I literally have a document that has all of that and who does what, and we are constantly changing it. We are constantly moving it from one person. And now this person is, you know, developing. And so now we're going to stretch them into maybe some more advanced customer service skills. And to me, that's the fun of it. Like, I love that we're evolving. So now the team members aren't always doing the same things every day. They're learning and developing. And over two years, now they've moved from, you know, brand new starting as a part-time team member scanning paper to being a sales team member and absolutely rocking. So just slowly developing them in roles and shifting and moving. And as far as like winning every day, we just take those vital activities, right? What do we need to do? For me, I have written down on a post-it note right in front of my desk. I need to love on my team. I need to love on my clients, be in appointments, the butts and mm -hmm. chairs. And then I need to love on my community, right? The marketing, being involved in the chamber, all of those things. Those are the three most important things. And loving on my team means like coaching them and sitting down on one-on-ones with them, right? The things that we've talked about. And then I try to take that same thing with my sales team members. Like what are the three things that if you do these things every single day, you will hit your results ahead of time, right? We don't ever like to scramble. They typically have their goals hit by eight days into the month. So it's just pretty incredible. We just break them down into what they need to do every day. And it's a lot more manageable when you have this goal that I need to call X amount of people or I need to support X amount of people every single day. And you just do it every day over and over again. And at the end of the month, you look up and you're like, wow, we just achieved more than we've ever done in a month before. And it wasn't hard. It's the old out adage. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Which I do have a problem with that adage. I've never really known anyone to eat an elephant. <laughs> 
not not pro eating endangered species, but also it seems like it wouldn't be the tastiest thing. But anyway, break down the customer care side of things. You okay. know, who's doing what, right? Who's and that one, that's one that we're working on right now, just having some new team members, shifting things around. We just are have a meeting scheduled where we're all gonna sit down and just shift that and make sure that's equal. So I think having that clearly defined roles just helps make sure nothing slips through the cracks. And if there is something that nobody's like assigned to or delegated to do, then we add that to our list. Sure. Who's going to be in charge of this? So you 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 mentioned that you you mentioned meeting with your team members on a one-on-one basis. How how often are you doing that? My goal is to meet weekly. Mm-hmm. I'm not always a hundred percent on that. I tend to meet weekly with my sales team because okay. they have more things going on that we need to review. And mm-hmm. I'm probably about every two weeks with my customer care team. That's fantastic. And it makes sense on the sales side, that's more quantitative. So uh, that does make sense. We just have Shay, we just have like designated times on the calendar. Okay. So we have designated times on the calendar and it's Monday afternoon. I always know I'm meeting with this team member okay. and it's on the calendar. And I try really hard to tell them if, if they need to shift that appointment, right? If somebody only can meet with me Monday afternoon, then we need to move that one-on-one sometime else throughout the week. You can't just book over it. Right. Um, But I think that's important for them. I think it's important to have the time. I think it's important for us to sit down one-on-one and connect. It's usually about a half hour. Okay. And for them to know that they have time to answer their questions that they have of me too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, finding out where they're at, what their goals are, just anything I can do to help them. That is what that time is for. Do you find too, that's a safe space for a team member to ask a question they may not be comfortable asking in a team setting? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And so then how often are you meeting with the team, like as a whole together? Yeah, we do those morning huddles. Okay. And I've done that since I've started. We typically come in at 8.30 in the morning. Phones don't roll over till nine o'clock. So we're going to do a morning huddle. Typically every morning, unless somebody is gone. Okay. So if one person is gone, to me, there doesn't make sense to do a morning huddle because again, right, we all need to be on the same page. Like the whole team needs to be there. So most of the time we're doing a morning huddle and it just helps us get on page, see where we're at. We're able to do different sales practice, role plays, just see what's going on in the day, different topics. Maybe we have a golf event that we're hosting in the office Mm -hmm. to figure out what are we going to do for it. So each morning is a little bit different. And then of course, we're going through numbers about once a week, Mm -hmm. pulling up the report, looking where we're at, knowing where we're at for our numbers. Are your team members good at, at keeping track and knowing where they are month to date versus their goals? Yeah. (laughs) They're still trying to beat your goal. But yeah, we always know our numbers. I mean, if you go back to the four disciplines of execution, right back to that book that's been around a long time, one of the disciplines is keep a compelling scorecard Yep. and it has to be visible. Yep. So we have it visible in our break room where we have to go get water and Mm we're going to eat. And we're constantly looking at that. It's visible. We have all have different colors. So we know which color is what. We can see exactly where we're at. We're talking about it. Hey, where are we at this month? We already have X amount of apps. It's right there. We're talking about it. 
with having the team culture that you have and having those established team members that have been with you for a while that are in that growth stage that are wanting to grow. Do you find that your team members having a certain level of healthy competition amongst each other? Yeah, they're good. So we do a lot of team things and we do a lot of beating your best. Nice. So in the break room, we have what is their best new household month individually. So each person's number X amount of new households is the most they've ever written and what month it was in, you know, February of 2020. What was mm-hmm. the most, most number of financial services they ever wrote in a month? What is their total mm-hmm. app month they've ever wrote? Each person has that on there. And then we also have our team. Oh, so okay. the most we've ever written for apps on a team is 208. Mm-hmm. And so we have that listed there. What's the most amount of raw new we've ever written, most amount of financial services. So, and I have just a little, you know, thing, little, I think it's like 50 bucks or something. That's if, awesome. If they be their best on each different category. So it's fun to celebrate Mm -hmm. because multiple months right now, they're beating their best. And last month, I think one of my team members beat her best in like two categories, two out of three categories. Wow. And it's fun to celebrate. And now we got a new best. So we know our numbers and it's fun to have a little bit of individual right we're getting better individually and they do compete against each other just more just like hey i gotta keep up with each other i'll share with the audience having access to and seeing your all's numbers your two main salespeople. it's uncanny how close they are at really any given time any month i mean they're always within a few policies of each other (laughs) it's awesome you are one of the best agents that i know when it comes to like taking mentorship seriously and and trying to learn. But one thing that I think you are really great at as well is taking a new concept and breaking it down and one, evaluating if it's something that you need to introduce to your agency Mm -hmm. and then two, adapting it to your agency. Because something that I see with a lot of agents is that they're trying to apply every single little thing that they learn from every class, every call that they're on. They, they try to keep applying new things. And that then, you know, it just causes so many shifts that then the team gets confused. I admire how, how you go about learning and, and implementing. Sometimes people just have to be reminded. Yes, definitely. Like they don't need all kinds of new stuff. They just need mm-hmm. to be reminded on the fundamentals. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. it. And we can just go back to that. And you're right, Shay. I mean, I am very cautious on bringing anything new. Mm -hmm. And and if we do bring anything new, we have to talk about it as a whole team. Like, how is this going to fit in? How is this going to help? And Mm -hmm. then I will typically put a challenge out. Like something fun that will challenge us and remind us to do it. Um, you know, it can be like the wheel of fun. One time I did Jenga and I had things taped to Jenga. So if they got a Google review, they would get a pull at Jenga or if they asked about referrals, they would get, you know, so whatever it was that we were trying to incorporate that was new, that they needed to be reminded of, we made it fun. That's so cool. I love that Jenga idea. I just taped gift cards. I taped two hours off. Yeah. early, you know, uh, lunch on the team. And then whatever their activities were that week, they would get a pull at Jenga. Wow. And so we did it for a whole month yeah. and it was just fun. We you know every Friday four o'clock, we would play Jenga 
That's so, I love that. So Amy, as we're wrapping up here, we've all had our unique challenges with COVID-19 over the last 14 months. How has the COVID-19 pandemic affected the way that you run your business? We spent a lot of time working from home. Okay. My team worked about from home about five months, and I really found out who can work from home and who can't. And primarily, mm-hmm. my team members can work from home. Like they're very productive. I trust them. They're great people. And so we spent a lot of time working from home. They were very productive. We we did really well. And then we also did a remodel of the office. So okay. during that time period, we tried to make the best of it and freshened up the flooring and you know, the pains and we expanded the office. So we, we worked on that. Otherwise, the biggest thing that I would say, you know, for us is I have this quote that I refer back to a lot that is blessed are those that are flexible for they do not get bent out of shape. (laughs) I love that. And, you know, sometimes you just have to be flexible. You just have to not be bent out of shape and you just have to adapt and be flexible and remind yourself of that. And that's really what the pandemic was. Like we never knew if we were going to be in the office, if we were going to be working from home and we just had to be flexible. We just tried to try to focus on what we could do every single day, right. To build up our teamwork, make an impact, you know, do the excellence and continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And we just stayed focused on that. And we used a lot of the time to help train team members get our processes down. We were at home. We could work on typing up our processes a lot better. And ultimately, I personally don't watch the news. Okay. I, I just don't watch the news. I think there's a lot of negativity in it. And they're just feeding you with negativity. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I don't watch the news. And I just try to focus on all of the good things that, you know, during the pandemic, There were so many people connecting with their neighbors, connecting with their community, helping out so many people around town. And we just tried to focus on that and, you know, be grateful for what we had and use the time to build up our processes and doing what we love every day. And we've kept really consistent during the process. I think it's made us stronger. I think it's made me personally have a little more time at home with my family, which I absolutely loved. And yeah, we're looking forward to coming out of it, but we really tried to use every opportunity we could to just do what we could do every single day to continue our mission, really. That's awesome. Sounds like you made the absolute best out of a unique set of circumstances. So Amy, a question that I ask everyone who is a guest on our show is what books or classes or podcasts or other resources would you recommend to our listeners for self-development, that listeners that want to improve their craft? So I do read a lot, Shay. I think leaders are readers. And I do listen to a lot of podcasts in the morning when, you know, I'm pulling my hair, putting on makeup. I'm always got a podcast on if I'm on the way to the gym and I was listening to a podcast. And I do also have a lot of really good mentors that have just helped me along the way. Like people I can call and just be straight up honest and just bounce things off of. And, and I'm always looking for who are the people that are better than me because success just leaves, right? It leaves trails of what they're doing. And so I want to be reaching out to them. I want to be talking to them. I want to be learning from people better than me. 
So I have that mindset that I'm always doing that. And my absolute favorite development that has helped me the most personally is Darren Hardy. And one of my mentors gave me his book. It was like living best year ever journal, the weekly planner back in probably 2015. And every year since at that point, I took the time to just literally write out, right? What are my goals? You've, You've heard all those studies before the people that write out their goals literally wrote out all my goals, right? I'm going to be a business owner, right? I'm going to save this amount of money so I can be a business owner. And it was like three years of every year writing out in that book, I'm going to be an agent. Like I'm going to be a business owner. And these are the steps that I need to do to get it, right? And that really started me on the Darren Hardy uh, information. And then I signed up for the Darren Daily, which is the free morning email that you get. And it's about a five minute video every single work day. And it's absolutely free. And the concept behind it is you want to feed your mind with positive in the morning, right? You want to give yourself something to focus on that day, whether it's team, culture, leadership, it's all of that. And he's got a lot of stories in it. And I just really like him. I just really relate to what he's doing. And so I have probably listened to that for six years, you know, most of the mornings uh, that I went through it. And then from there, I have his book, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, The Compound Effect mm-hmm. book. And I have done the Insane Productivity Mm-hmm. which is a personal development. And my whole team has actually went through the insane productivity. So okay. we did it every morning on Friday. They, they listened to the hour and a half, two hours. And then we talked about it as a team and did the workbook. Nice. And then right now I'm going through the hero's journey, which is a leadership and development piece. But that to me, you have to find someone that you can relate with. Mm-hmm. Like I like his stuff. And you have to do it daily, but you can't just read one book and then all of a sudden make a difference. So I will, I pulled out of my little, uh, Darren, uh, daily journal that I have, but okay. I, I actually write down the things that I learned that day. And then I can reference back in wow. and what I'll share with you just a couple little examples because I like this. So last month in April, the topic every day was success exposed 10 factors to basically supersize your success. Okay. And every single day is one of the lessons. So it makes you kind of, you want to keep listening each day. Mm -hmm. And the first day was like relentless drive. And so he just talked about the best revenge is massive success, right? And how like business owners, you have to have that relentless drive. Yep. And then the next day he talked about, uh, dream, big dreams. You know, you have to think big, right. You have to have that big vision and all of the things that go up into that. And the next day was massive leverage, which massive leverage is really the things that we've talked about, right? What are the things that you do every day that you're going to get the most massive leverage at? And he walks you through that piece. And then the next one is the focus piece like being really focused on and then delegating everything else that you don't do. So he talks about focus. He talks about fail often, 
And the whole thing that we talked about, right, is how the most successful people have failed over and over again to get to where they're at. And then the next one is consistency. That's been a big thing for us is people say we're very, very consistent over and over again. Well, we focus on that, you know, and the team is like really the secret weapon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Consistency and then constant learners, right? Which we just Mm -hmm. talked about, right? The importance of constant learners and then unshakable resolve. So you just have to turn your wants into like, I have to, not just, I want to do this, but I have to do this every day and not quitting is kind of what that one is about. So those were just a little bit of an example of what one of the, that was in April every day is just a quick five minute focus on that. But it just, it reminds me of the things that I know are important that I need to keep on the top of my center. Probably my number one. Yeah. So my big takeaway is have the daily discipline and don't watch the news. I mean, that's the power <laughs> the, you know, of keeping a clean mind. But now that's that's incredible. What what was the name of that journal again? It's called Better Every Day. Better Every and Day. it's a Darren Hardy journal. And it literally has like, yeah, the title of the day, what this topic is, the dates, and then just notes and action. But I really like it because I can look back on it, like some of the topics, three traits of great leaders, you know, what happens when a team member leaves you? How do you react? When to cut people from your team, right? When to know how to cut people from your team, how to make the boring exciting again, you know, how to make great decisions. It's just all the things that we need as business owners. And I really like it because Darren Hardy obviously was the publisher of Success Magazine. And his job was to go out and interview the most successful people. Yep. And then he just brings that in these lessons. So that's awesome, Amy. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. Always enjoy having a conversation with you. And I'm excited to share one of our conversations with everyone. Thank you again so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely, Shane. Keep up the great work. We absolutely love working with the Today app. It has made such a difference and it's, I'm happy to help. And that was part two of our conversation with multi-line agent Amy Christofferson. Um, Amy is just I don't know. She's just, she's great. I've really enjoyed getting to know her and really enjoyed the um, enthusiasm, the energy, the consistency that she brings to the table. Um, I'm incredibly impressed with the way that she just gets after it. And she's kind. She loves on her team. She loves on her community. Um, But she's also tenacious and, um, you know, and motivated and, and, always trying to improve and get after it. And that's something I admire greatly about her. Um, her team's always trying to improve and, and and get after it as well. They're really starting, they're really turning into like a whole group of, uh, of mini Amy's almost. So great conversation, Amy's awesome. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, 
And so we're going to be back in about two weeks um, with another episode of The Daily Win. Um, We sincerely appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen. Um, If you wouldn't mind, if you like our show, if you're listening to it in the Apple Podcast app especially, um, if you leave us a review and uh, if you really like it, leave us a five-star review, um, rating and review. We would really, really appreciate that. Um, And yeah, with that, I hope you all each have a fantastic day and we'll look forward to speaking with you again.